This week, he calls us to shine like bright stars, shining, shiny and bright for everybody to see, shining in a dark world. We are to be beacons of light, beacons of hope to those who have lost all hope, a sign of beauty in an ugly world. And the question that I come up with immediately is, well, how do we do that then? And if we go to verse 14, it te- partially it tells us, do everything without arguing and complaining. Live clean, innocent lives as children of God, shining like bright lights in a world full of crooked, perverse people. Go and show them, in other words, and go and tell them about Christ. Verse 12 tells us how to shine like Christ by continuing to follow Paul's instructions. It says this, Dear friends, you always followed my instructions when I was with you. And now that I am away, it's even more important. His instruction was to shine and to shine like a city of lights. We're all shining, but together we are a city of lights, illuminating the whole sky. Who remembers the cities of the 60s? The architects had a supposed great new idea. They said, let's build functional homes. Let's build thousands and thousands of them. Let's make them box-shaped, because that's efficient. Let us use the space wisely. Let's build upwards. Let us use the sky space rather than the land space. It'll be so much cheaper. Let's build apartment blocks. Let's utilise the space effectively. Let's build using concrete that's strong and tough. Reinforce concrete because it's even cheaper. Forget the bricks, forget the gardens, let's just do it like this because it's less expensive. They built an ugly world, a functional world, a grey world, a dark world, a world of concrete, a world of no imagination, no aspiration, no creativity and no inspiration. Exactly opposite of our church here, we've got artists and musicians and and people that do crafts, craftsmen. We've got loads of people with imagination. That's what stands out in our particular church. But here, or in the scripture, it didn't work. They demolished them. They demolished the high-rise flats because they weren't working. They just didn't inspire the heart of man. They nullified the brain, dulled the personality of man. A dreary, dull, uninspiring place to live. They created a darkness of spirit, created violence and robbery, created dog-eat-dog mentality, each following individual desires, their wants and their individual cravings. If I want it, I take it, was what rose to the top. Paul's new city of light, which is Christ's design, creates a vitality, 
and inspiration, a new life. Paul calls the Philippians to a new life. Paul calls them to shine like Christ, to be a beacon of hope. That's us, a beacon of hope in a dark world. To work together, to fight together with one purpose, one mind and one vision. Taking, talking of his love, of his glory, his eternal hope. We're called to go and inspire, to go and tell the good news, to tell of the hope of Christ. We are a hope-filled people that shine out bright as beacons in a dark world. Paul calls them, and therefore calls us, to create a whole new city of light, which creates an aura of light around us and around wherever we go, full of hope, full of creativity, full of imagination and purpose, with promise of a great future. All of us combining to becoming a city full of lights, shining in the darkness. A city of encouragement and faith and creativity and imagination and inspiration and revelation and help and support. A city where people heal the sick, feed the the poor and free the captives. Spread the gospel and glorify God in a fresh new way. I believe we're in a time now where God is asking us to go and spread the word in a fresh new inspiring way. We need to be a city that frees people from the impoverished impoverished thoughts, impoverished minds, impoverished morals, impoverished ethos and attitudes, impoverished philosophies. I'm reminded of Psalm 19. Psalm 19 says this, The heavens proclaim the glory of God. The skies display His craftsmanship. Day after day they continue to speak. Night after night they make Him known. They speak without a sound or word. Their voice is never heard. Yet their message has gone throughout the earth and their words to all the world. We are called to be like those stars in the sky when people lay down on the floor and they look up at the stars and they see the wonder and they see the wonder of God. And as we go out and we shine that light, we want them to see the wonder of God. And we can do it individually and we can do it corporately. Let us be the heavens that proclaim the glory of God. The skies that display his craftsmanship. Let us day after day continue to speak. Night after night make him known. Speaking without a sound or word. But this voice going out through all the earth. Let us be part of that. The minds that built the cities of the 60s saw humans as carbon units accidentally created by primordial soup, created by inanimate inanimate objects, that's easy for me to say, with no purpose, with no hope, with no future, a pointless, finite existence, 
with no spiritual life at all, with no spirit, with no soul, with no hope, and with no vision. Paul saw human as created by God, created in the image of of God, full of life and vitality and imagination and spirit and vision. New creations, that's where he makes us, new creations, with a defined purpose, full of hope, full of the Holy Spirit, with a divinely given soul, with a divinely given spirit, and with a purpose. Let's all join together and make sure that we fulfil that purpose of glorifying God individually and corporately, and change the world that we live in. With Jesus as the architect. In these scriptures, Paul has written God's plans for the Philippians. It's as as if Paul has left the city. He's left the plans for the great city, a great city of hope for the Philippians. And now he's surveying it from afar, awaiting great news of the beautiful new creations becoming beacons of light and hope and vision. He calls them to follow the instructions and hold firmly to them. In verse 16 he says this, Hold firmly to the word of life. Then on the day of Christ's return, I will be proud that I did not run the race in vain. Then on the day of Christ's return, I will rejoice. He will rejoice because of what they are doing. He will rejoice because they become those beacons of light. He'll rejoice because they are beacons of hope. So how do we do this? Because we are called to be light. But what does that actually mean? Well, we can compare the two, can't we? We are not called to be dark, we are called to be light. We are not called to be fearful, we're called to be brave. We're not called to be timid, we're called to be bold. We're not called to be functional, we're called to be inspirational. We're not called to be unimaginative, we're called to be creative. We shouldn't argue, we are peacemakers. We shouldn't be critical, we should be positive. We shouldn't be cynical, we should be optimistic. We should... We shouldn't be doubtful, we should believe. We shouldn't be distrustful, we should trust. (coughs) Excuse me. We shouldn't be liars, we should be truthful. We shouldn't follow our nature, we should follow Christ. We shouldn't be deceitful, we should be honest. We shouldn't be disbelieving, we should be full of faith. We shouldn't be blind, we should have vision. We shouldn't be Satan-like, we should be Christ-like. Display all of these characters and you become beacons of light rather than beacons of darkness not seen. Paul is the role model to the Philippians. Paul has every reason to be fearful in prison, awaiting his death. But instead, he's brave. He's bold, he's inspirational, positive, optimistic, full of faith and full of vision. And he's telling them what the vision is, encouraging others, inspiring others, 
bringing revelation to others and bringing inspiration to others. Paul is a role model. These are Christ-like behaviours that he is displaying. He brings the vision of Christ, inspiring others to action. When he writes, he's encouraging them to take some form of action. He's not just changing their mind, he's changing the way they think, he's changing what they do in their lives. He even says this in verse 17, but I will rejoice even if I lose my life, pouring it out like a liquid offering to God, just like your faith, like your faithful service is an offering to God. Paul shines out like Christ shines out. Paul just doesn't, doesn't just shine, he shines a light on others, so they become shining lights too. In verse 19, Paul commends Timothy. In verse 21 he says, Timothy has proved himself like a son with his father. In verse 20, I have no one else like Timothy. He genuinely cares about you. I hope to send Timothy to you soon. Then he can cheer me up by by telling me how you are getting on. Paul is our role model. He commends Timothy. He speaks highly of Timothy. He assumes well of the Philippians. Timothy had been Paul's companion during his missionary journey. Notice how positive Paul is about Timothy how complimentary he is about Timothy, how sincere he is in his compliments too. He's truly happy to send Timothy. He's truly happy to hear his report back. He assumes it's going to be an amazingly good report back from the Philippians. Paul is optimistic. He expects the best of people. That's how he shines his light. That's how we need to shine our light, by expecting the best of people and speaking well of people and honouring the people around us because they are Christ-like. Next, Paul commends Epaphroditus. Epaphroditus bought Paul gifts and money when Paul was in need. Epaphroditus nearly lost his life to illness, delivering the gifts from the Philippians. Paul says he is a true brother, a co-worker, a fellow soldier. We are all fellow soldiers working together with one mind, one spirit and one purpose. In verse 28 he says, I'm sending him back to you and I know you will be glad to see him. Then he says this, Welcome him with Christian love and with great joy and give him honour. We're called to honour each other, not falsely, but sincerely honouring each other. Our call is to speak well of each other, to commend each other, to shine our light and let others catch that light and shine that light too to create a culture of honour, to strengthen others in faith, 
to bravely and boldly build them up in their faith. So they become lighthouses wherever they go to. With one mind, with one purpose, with one spirit and with one vision from our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you that you give us such a wonderful example of how we can shine our light, of how we can be beacons and beacons of hope, of how we can commend the people around us and create a wonderful culture where people are held in high esteem, where we forgive quickly. We thank you, Lord, that we can read through your scriptures and be inspired by what has been said, to live in a different way to how they might live out in the world. We thank you, Lord, that you continue to speak to us through the scriptures, that you continue to inspire us, that you continue to bring revelation to us and inspiration to us. We thank you, Lord, for your vision of the future. We thank you, Lord, that there is a wonderful hope and a future. I thank you, Lord, that you offer that to all of us, together. In Jesus' name we pray. In the power of the Holy Spirit we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.